So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I just want to start by saying thanks to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homies Bassam, Issa, and Curtis Daigle. You guys absolutely killed it as per usual. And we look forward to having you on the pod again down the road. So now for episode 49 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back virtually in studio with Matt. Matt, so it's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Um, episode 49, it's just one away from the big 5-0. And I can't believe we've, we're already at that number. It's been a great journey. And I hope you guys are excited for an awesome episode today. Crazy that we're almost at 50, but yes, first 49. So for this episode, it's going to have an extremely nostalgic feel to it. Matt and I will be dissecting two titans of the animated movie production companies. So Disney and Pixar pitting them against one another in a rap battle format. So we've each prepared 10 movies that um, we'll be throwing at each other, reacting, and um, to come to an outcome to determine which is the superior movie. Now we're going to be adults about this, there'll be no bickering, and if we can't come to a consensus at the end of the day, we'll let you, the listeners, decide which one was the better movie. So before there were horror movies and mafia movies, there were friendly Disney and Pixar movies that we grew up on, some good flicks, no pun intended, we'll get to that later, that just have these awesome family values, you know, sentimental journey, camaraderie, some tears along the way, and usually a happy ending. That's what we loved about these movies growing up, and we still love them to this day. So I'll be representing Pixar in this episode, and Matt will be the Disney advocate. And over the last week and a half, I've just been crushing Pixar and Disney movies as well. And I've just been absolutely loving it. Matt, I don't know if you went back and rewatched some of those movies before doing this episode, but for me, it was just a blast to watch these movies and just take a break from watching some heavy content that I still love, of course, as we talk about them almost every episode there, but it was a nice break for me to go back to these, I'll say kid movies, but there's stuff for everyone in there to enjoy. How about you? Yeah, there's so much you said there that I agree with. Uh, I think these movies are not just for kids, they're for adults too, and I didn't. I did not rewatch any of these, but I didn't have to because I've seen in my top ten. I've seen everything at least three times. More for the older. Like I, I went. I picked movies that span the decades. Like I went all out. Movies from my childhood, and I just to clarify, like I picked Disney movies that are animated only and not from like, no DreamWorks stuff, which I don't even know if Disney owns. Like no Shrek or no no Star Wars movies, no Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Just strictly Disney animated. Yeah, because um, we all know Disney owns Pixar, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it's going to be the heads of the two, like the two animated titans, basically fighting it out. Yeah. Um, no, th- these ten movies I've watched many times, and I just I, I love talking about them, and I love Pixar too, so it's going to be very hard for me. So if that's maybe the difference between you and I in our movies is that some of these movies on my list I've only seen for the first time recently, this last week. Like one of the movies that's relatively high on my list I saw for the first time in my life yesterday. So just a mm. testament to how good that movie among others on my list were and uh, again just to touch on what you said earlier about no star wars and no mcu no pirates that would have been a huge advantage for disney and pixar i don't think can compete in my opinion like star wars is some of my favorite movies there so you throw an empire strikes back at me there's no chance the good dinosaur is holding a candle to that so without further ado i think we can dive in and uh you want me to start us off here with my number 10 movie, just to round one? Yeah, go go for it, Eric. So this one I've seen, it's actually Pixar's latest movie. It's called Onward. It's Ooh. a story about two elf brothers who embark on a high-stake quest to bring their father back to life for the day. And um, in a world in which magic used to uh, be a part of, I guess, there was magic in the world and that it has since faded, but their father... Yeah, basically was able to perform magic and his youngest son, who's played by Tom Holland, is able to wield his staff and um, just, yeah, uh, perform spells. And uh, it's just cool to see like a solid brotherly love story. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays their mom and she's awesome as well also. And Chris Pratt is the other brother, I should say. So they have an awesome dynamic coming from the MCU and um, yeah, it was just a funny movie as well. I had a lot of laughs. P- 
Pratt killed it, I thought. He was basically his character from Parks and Rec, and basically Star-Lord as well from Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like the man just doesn't act. He's just himself in these roles, but you just love his... Like, his personality's awesome, so Onward is my number 10 movie. Definitely enjoy it and recommend it to anyone who wants just a solid feel-good story about two brothers going on a nice adventure in search of their father. Yeah, I... Just quickly, I loved Onward. Like, it's, I'd put it in my, like, it's a solid Pixar movie, but nowhere near, like, their, it's not their top stuff, and which is why you have it at number 10. And it's going to be weird, because my number, you went with the newest movie, and I went with my oldest movie for number 10. From This is from the 40s, I believe, and it's Cinderella. And I've seen, I, like, know this movie by heart. It's only, like, an hour long or an hour and 10 minutes, and I used to watch it all the time. And I think it's a phenomenal movie. Like, I don't need to explain the story to anyone. I think everybody knows Cinderella. And I just love, like, the songs, the animation, like, all the little mice making the dress and stuff. And I don't know. I just, it's filled with classic moments for me. And, I mean, it's been remade a hundred times. So, I mean, I don't know how you compare a movie (laughs) like that to Onward, right? Like, please help me out. We're talking about like a, a classic that's going to be a hundred years old very soon and a new Pixar movie that may or may not fade away. I don't think Onward will be remembered in the same vein as the other top heavy hitters. Um, the message at the end of Onward is great. I'll give you that. Like the, the reveal, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just think Cinderella has that classic moment. Like, you know, like this person who's been shit uh, crapped on her whole life and she's <laughs> super kind and then she finally gets it all in the end and is rewarded so I, I just like that message a lot i think you already know what? that you're getting this point for sure i can't really i'm not gonna argue with you that onward is the greater movie here so for sure it's one nothing disney right now but like right. onward definitely there like the i guess like you said the reveal at the end or like the not really twist there but just solid message that comes out of it that definitely got to me like as an older brother there, it's definitely relatable and we're not, we don't need to do this. Like Cinderella is for sure the, okay. the winner here. So I'll just write this down. One, nothing Disney. You want me to go with my number nine or you want to? Yeah, you can go and we'll do the snake reverse snake order. Okay. Okay. My number nine movie is, is the only movie I actually don't own on my list for some reason, but it's uh, Mulan. So Mulan, it's a, it's a, about a girl who has to take up like her dad's mantle, like warrior mantle and become a warrior um, because her dad's too old to fight in the army. And she just basically disguises herself as a man and joins the army and fights the bad guy. I mean, everyone should know Mulan. I don't know why I'm descri- trying to describe Mulan. But uh, what I love about it is the whole like really strong female character lead she's just as good as any man in the movie and even better like she's a very clever person in the movie i like the little dragon mushu voiced by eddie murphy the fight scenes are awesome the showdown at the in the parade with all the lights and fireworks is great the bad guy's really badass uh i forget his name but he's sean like you come on sean yeah the hun. yeah thanks eric i don't know i love mulan and i can't wait to watch the remake actually the live action what do you got going up against mulan eric Oh, I've, uh, in my opinion, a losing movie. But um, <laughs> so my number nine is a movie I just saw for the first time as well last week. It's called Coco, which I really oh. enjoy. Like I actually love this movie. A great story about life after death and how you are remembered by your family and how important, just the importance of family. Basically, following your dreams, being true to yourself, and pursuing. Like in this case, the um, young child lives in a family where uh, music has been tabooed basically because their great-great-grandfather walked out on their great-great-grandmother to follow his passion which was music and he went on to become a great star but they've basically shunned music from their whole household and through the generations they've all followed these rules that are laid down by their abuela and until the great-great-grandson whose name is escaping me right now, a similar Sean Yu situation. I don't know. Anyways, and um, he loves music and wants to be like his great-great-grandfather. So he ends up going in the realm of the dead pretty early in the movie, actually, and um, just goes on a, a nice adventure, basically, to find out about his family. Yeah, uh, some great animation along the way. 
sweet colors in the realm of like the dead basically i thought it was really cool mm-hmm. in there the song remember me was really good yeah yeah that was a jam and yeah i mean another good really good twist late in the movie as well so uh, i definitely recommend coco it got rave reviews as well and i had high expectations going into it and it did not disappoint so that would be my number nine but for me i'll, I'll definitely say i'm a huge mulan guy so i can't say coco wins i didn't even remember the main character's name for god's sake so mulan in my miguel? opinion what's sorry miguel yeah yeah ex- yeah it is miguel. <laughs> yeah but I'm a huge Mulan guy, so unless okay. you're a huge Coco guy, maybe there's a little exchange going on here. But I would say Mulan is a better movie. But what are your yeah. thoughts on Coco? I would say Mulan's a better movie. But it's funny because Coco and Mulan both have huge family. Like family is a huge value in both those movies. Yes. So it's, it's weird that it lined up that way. I like the story more. The visuals in Coco are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like tremendous especially in the theater but mulan i I just like the story a little bit more i've rewatched coco two three times now and it did not have the same impact as the first time that first time like hit me like a gut punch that that reveal (laughs) and it's very sad movie too coco is like heartbreaking i find Mm -hmm. you know like losing your memory and stuff like that like i don't know for Um, sure so two two zip two zero two zip yep yep we've yep good job okay so it's all good i'm letting you have these early rounds now I'm coming in with a solid number eight, which um, a hidden gem in its own right. 2008 <laughs> Wally. <laughs> I'm glad you watched it. Dude, what I loved it. I thought, okay. like, my main takeaway, first of all, in a movie that features so little dialogue, especially from our two main characters, is an unbelievable, ahead-of-its-time movie critique on society's dependence on technology and how we've basically become slaves to our screens. When you see humans later on in the movie, they're all just in their own chairs going on their little journeys that are all mapped out for them by technology, looking down at their phones, relying on technology to feed them their food, to give them their manicures, pedicures, whatever, to tell them exactly, okay, what's my order of the day today? And like I said, they basically get steered in that on that literal path or they they're following arrows on the ground not being able to use their critical thinking to do any task whatsoever so what makes this even more impressive is like i said ahead of its time this movie came out right before social media really took off like we've already talked about a bunch of times on the pod this was a 2008 movie that encapsulates where we are in 2020 basically and the the setting is even further down the line. So they anticipated that we'd be there. I forget if they actually specify the year, but it's definitely not 2020, like because humans are off the earth by this point. But unfortunately, it's V for Vendetta-like in the sense that that might be the direction we're heading in. So definitely scary. But all this to say, other than all the um, societal critique, there's a touching love story in there, mm-hmm. a collaboration with society to return to farming later in the movie and like that's how we'll save ourselves is by escaping all this technology that's a great message in the movie is that to get back on track and to save our planet we need to abandon the new way of life that we've adopted and get away from social media all that but this being said be sure to like our page on facebook follow us on instagram and just reply to all of our stories there we love that so um yeah that's my that's my number eight wally let's go uh. My number, like, it's going to be two to one because my number eight is Wreck-It Ralph, which I love Wreck-It Ralph, but Wally, I just want to declare my love for Wally right now. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies. So let's, I'm just going to give you the point now. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, though, is a really fun, like, arcade world hopping type movie where Ralph is jumping from all these different arcade games because he lives in this one game where he's the bad guy, but he's tired of being the bad guy wants to be the good guy so he starts going on an adventure and it's a great movie full of great animation and story but like to me wall it doesn't hold a candle to wally so i don't know i'm surprised wally was your number eight to be honest but i'm scared of your list now if your list list has that much depth i'm i'm a little worried (laughs) i'm also a little worried that i just wasted wally on wreck it ralph (laughs) yeah that's i i mean i can take a i have all my movies stacked up in my order so i'm not like Please believe me, that's believe the order I have. Sure. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. Have you seen Wreck-It Ralph? I haven't. Isn't it John C. Riley? 
Yes. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it though. So I also want to say that we got a bunch of submissions on what people's favorite Disney and Pixar movies were. So as we're going along, I'll just list who submitted what answer to the okay. movies that we're seeing. So I'll go back to Mulan. That was actually your mom, Mary, Tom Mary. So that mm-hmm. was a Mulan, the only Mulan, which is surprising. It's definitely up there for me, for Disney, for sure. And now we just did Wally, and that was James. He submitted uh, James Swain. Okay. My buddy, yeah. Yep. And my mother's favorite movie, too, actually. She just forgot to reply, okay. but it is Wally. There we yeah. go. That's what I thought. I thought I had seen that, but that was just from the previous week. Um, mm-hmm. No wreck at Ralph, so uh, maybe next time I'll get some love. So, yeah, now it's uh, 2-1. Looking to square things up here. So what would be your number seven, Matt? Okay, well, my number seven is Moana, starring Dwayne Johnson as Maui. Um, basically, though, it's about Moana, who want, is, like, yearning for adventure. She's just stuck in this little village, and she just wants to, like, do what her ancestors did and explore and travel, but she's told no. But she's like, screw it, I'm doing it myself. So she, she sets off on an adventure on her own and then meets the rock who's a demigod and has her like little chicken with her. And I don't know, I just love Mo. I, when I rewatched Moana, I loved it even more. I really like the songs in it and the, just the whole adventure on the sea and then them like saving the world essentially. Spoiler. So I don't know. Moana is a great new classic in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moana was really good. I saw it for the first time yesterday, actually, because you had told me it was on your list. You didn't tell me Wreck-It Ralph was on your list, so I would have watched it, but regardless. Anyways, but yeah, I really liked Moana a lot, actually. I thought um, Moana and um, now The Rock's name is escaping me. Maui, Maui. Maui, yeah, they're great. And the song You're Welcome by The Rock was classic. I loved it. Yeah. And um, that movie actually kind of gave me some Mulan vibes as well. Just wanting something more and not wanting to be restrained to what what uh, your family's expectations of you are. So that's mm-hmm. where I kind of drew a little parallel to Mulan there. But no, I definitely like Moana a lot. And my movie also takes place in the sea. So my number seven would be Finding Nemo. So that's a movie that I haven't seen in a long time, but I was I always loved... The opening scene just always scared the crap out of me. That open water barracuda ready to pounce and just a, a tragic opening five minutes. But after that, it's on to better things, more uh, happiness and just a great whimsical adventure between Marlin on the hunt for his son with um, Dory as well. So it's kind of like a, like a, a stoner buddy comedy minus the... <laughs> stoners until the the turtles get inserted in there so they those would be like the matthew mcconaughey-esque stoner characters but it's just like a kid's equivalent to a harold and kumar it could be compared to but i don't need to go on on finding nemo mostly because i didn't rewatch it but uh, no that would be my number seven just a lot of great sceneries and little challenges that they overcome along the way and um, love that movie so that's my number seven I'm being really honest with myself like I could argue for Moana but my heart I love Finding Nemo I've loved it ever since seeing it in the theater when I was like 13 I I can't I can't say Moana is better than Finding Nemo sadly even though I want the point we're on the same page just Finding Nemo is a classic if I made the Pixar list Finding Nemo would probably be number two for me it's for sure winning yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I can't. Well, I love Moana, but like Finding Nemo holds a dear, like a special and dear place in my heart. It's just, it's my second favorite Pixar movie. Okay, yeah, mm. it's a great movie, and uh, Moana is great. And I think in yeah. time, who knows where it'll end up being on our Disney mm-hmm. lists? It's a definitely a new age classic, like you said. Like it'll, it's a better movie than Onward, for example. If we're talking mm-hmm. about more recent um, Disney yeah. classic animated movies, so. Solid yeah, uh, agree yeah. to agree on this. It's a 2-2 yeah. bout. So we can move on to my number six, which I think has potential for me down the road to move higher, even more up on my list. So it would be oh, wow. the 2009 up. Man. So, yeah, okay. like I said, saw this for the first time yesterday. Absolutely loved it. Super different, unbelievable heartwarming adventure with a lot of laughs along the way. I had a blast watching this. It's actually Andy's 
one of her favorite Pixar movies. Yeah, we loved it watching again. Like the opening scene is tragic again. Like the first ten minutes, there, uh, sad mm-hmm. stuff. But after that, it's nowhere to go but up. No pun intended. And just a great story. I love the the different characters you have in there. You have an old man, a young boy scout, a flying house. Um, a meet your heroes situation that doesn't end up how you think it will, which is often the case when they say don't meet your heroes, right? You'll just be disappointed. The slew of dogs, the bird, Kevin, just good stuff. I loved it. And I, I th- honestly, like it was, I didn't think it would go this high on my list just from seeing it once. I, it bumped Finding Nemo down just from seeing it once. I think it's a fantastic movie. That's my number six. So up, up's a great pick. And those first 10 minutes, I was almost in tears when I saw it in the theater. But uh, up, like I've seen it more than once. It's not, it doesn't go up for me after repeat viewings. Okay. Now the movie I picked, I don't know if I busted it out too earlier. My movie is like, it's not only just a great movie, it's a cultural phenomenon. Every kid in the world knows, or I mean, every kid in Canada knows this movie, the characters. You can't go a Halloween without seeing little girls dressed up as this princess. So my number six is Frozen. I don't, do I even need to explain a summary? I don't think so. It's basically like a sister, sister Anna going on a journey with Kristoff to try to like find her, her older sister Elsa, who's like in, who made the whole land like eternal winter, if I remember. And yeah, they basically trapped in eternal winter and they want to like basically find out what's wrong with her. And it's just about somebody discovering their identity and the, the whole like message at the end on true love just really hit me hard the first time, like the reveal. And I think Frozen has like a great, great message for kids. And it's, it's for sure a classic because I like everyone I talk to, their kids love this movie. This movie will live on in like a hundred or eight, I'll say a hundred years, we'll say. We'll be optimistic, but it's going to be a new classic. And Up is great, but I don't think Up will be remembered like the, I mean, some other Pixar's you'll have on your list. Like, I think Finding Nemo is going to be remembered more than Up. And I think Frozen is just like a new, bonafide new age classic. And it helps that it's culturally like in there and everywhere you see it. Just makes the movie better. It's a tough decision, I know. Eric. Like I said, I think this is the toughest one for both of us yeah. to concede on because I've only seen Frozen once. I've only seen Up once. I can definitely say I preferred Up to Frozen. And while okay. I do agree with you that it's a cultural phenomenon, I have no inten- I had no intention of rewatching Frozen. And I yeah. get that maybe I'm not the demographic for that movie. And the numbers that did at the box office, and just like you said, how every Halloween girls dress up as Elsa do we factor in in cultural importance and how big the movies become? I actually do now because I think it is relevant because maybe I don't think the movie is like a 10 out of 10, but like I know a lot of people do. And after rewatching it, like I can see like, I might not connect to it super personally, but I can just, I super, I really enjoy the movie and it's very like, I can see why it became so big. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a well-made movie and it has just very likable. Like the characters are extremely likable. Like Olaf, who doesn't know Olaf? Olaf's I great, don't know. For sure. Yeah. So we we can do a draw if you want because you've only seen both once. Okay. We can let the listeners decide. Yeah. It's a That's reluctant draw. I think if I push, I can get an up win here, but you don't think so? Um, like I think I, I just it's love a, that cast, of, that ensemble of characters. The kid was funny. Carl, my boy, huge legend. And just like, it's such a different story, right? Like a floating mm-hmm. house. It's so unbelievable and impossible. But just like, that's what you go into those movies wanting to see is an unbelievable story of defying the odds and actually completing a dream that you had set out to do years ago that you couldn't because life got in the way. Like it's about following your passion and doing something for his long lost, uh, his wife basically who always wanted to go to South America and couldn't do to life. And I think that relates to everybody, right? Wanting, really wanting to follow your passion, but not being able to because of everything else, like the Mon- not, I don't want to say mundane reality of life, but it's true. Like it does get in the way of you maybe wanting to travel, for example, or um, 
do things that would require a lot of money, which is the case, right? In that at the opening 10 minutes, they're always saving up their money to go on this trip, but need to break into the jar because they need to pay for a, like a tree falling down their house yeah. or whatever. So I think Up is the better movie. But if if you don't agree, we can we can call it a wash. It ha- you've only seen it once. I, I don't. I do not like it as much on okay. rewatches. Fair enough. And if we're only talking movie versus movie, maybe I enjoy watching up more. I don't know. I just put a lot of value. I just add a lot of value to how big a movie's become. Like it's it's people that have never seen Frozen know Frozen. Okay. People that have never seen Up don't know Up. I just felt like Frozen is too important. Like, well, it's, we can we can call this one a draw. I think kay. the answers we get from people may vary on who's answering the question, which movie yeah. do you think is better? But we'll we'll chalk this one as a draw. It's still two kay. two heading into the kay. back half now. Back nine. Okay. So my number five. What's your number five? Uh, my number five is Big Hero Six. Okay. I absolutely adore this movie. I, I mean, I can. It's it's basically I mean it's not really a spoiler because it happened I don't know do you want me to get into the story because there's kind of something big that happens in the first ten fifteen minutes with the brother I don't know if it's at the if beginning you've seen, I think it's fine yeah like basically hero the main character loses his brother at the beginning and he basically finds this robot called Baymax as is like left for him and then it's about them going on an adventure and figuring out what happened to his brother and basically nailing the bad guy. Um, it's a great adventure movie. The fight scenes are amazing. Baymax is hilarious. You got like unintentional screwball comedy with Baymax. I rewatched it and I rewatched this movie endlessly. It's just great. Um, very sad too. Two two moments in the movie really hit me hard, and I won't like say what they are because they're near the end and stuff. But Big Hero Six to me aged beautifully, and it's just a phenomenal movie. I've seen Big Hero Six once. I really liked it uh, as well. I thought it was a great movie. And maybe that'll be the difference in like being um, impartial on scoring here because I've seen this movie a ton of times. My number five movie is uh, Monsters, Inc., which I think goes down as pretty much a classic Pixar movie. Everyone knows if we're talking cultural phenomenon. Everyone knows Sully. Everyone knows Mike. Boo. Randall, my boy, underrated villain. And Mr. Waternoose. Very Steve underrated Buscemi. villain in his own right, but I, I'm just like quick breakdown there. Y'all know Monsters Inc. It's a city mm. powered by the screams of helpless children. It's an extremely dark premise, but a very powerful movie about parenthood that has an ultimately a happy ending about how laughs are more more powerful mm-hmm. than your screams, which I think applies to life and like when the when sometimes may seem dark and dire there's always better things to come ahead and you'll come out of it much stronger and a better person more happy so i think happiness overcomes sadness and monsters inc classic movie what more can you say well i know what to say are you forgetting a really important character boo i said super boo. awesome i said, boo. Oh, I, said okay. boo. I, really <laughs> I remember cool. when you were a kid you weren't a big fan or was that zach who didn't like her Anyways, I remember watching this movie so many times with you guys, and I can't, I'm giving you the point, I love Monsters, Inc., because I remember watching it with you guys, you and your brother, and I just, it's such a classic. Like, I can't say I like Big Hero 6 more than Monsters, Inc. I can't do it. I will not do it. (laughs) Neither will I. Um, Freaking Billy Crystal as Mike Wazowski, like, gold. Mm -hmm. Gold. Big time. Ah. So good, so, and I love the ending too. That the last, like the last scene, like with the splinter. If you remember what I mean, yeah, like the of last piece. Oh great. my god, good stuff. And another, another great twist too, with like with Mr. Waternoose being yeah. in league with uh, Randall. And um, I know I mentioned that I was going to mention the people who submitted movies that we've already talked about. Now I've missed a couple, so I'll just go back a little bit here. There was so Monsters Inc. was actually a Basam Issa, so recent guest on. He wrote in that he's a huge Mr. Waternoose guy, so underrated <laughs> cultural phenomenon of a villain. Um, Big Hero Six, actually, my cousin Dylan Deschamps. So thank you for that. And then we just did what was the last round? So actually, yeah, up. So I said Andy, our cousin Sarah as well wrote in up, and our aunt wow. Tante Nicole said up as well. Wow. And nice. 
Yeah, no Frozens. Um, anyways, it's all good. So. I see that smile. Good pick, one. though. On to the yeah. next one. So my number four, a movie that I haven't seen in a long time, but I watched a quick recap video on YouTube, which made me want to watch all of these movies again. So it would be Toy Story 2. Okay. Which is, I think, a classic sequel movie with, again, high stakes, great plot, complex villain in Stinky Pete. And you get your cool Vader-esque Zerg, the quick cameo, Newman as Al, great scumbag as well. Great new characters in uh, Jesse, Bullseye. Bullseye, yeah. And just your classic themes of friendship and the purpose of a toy eventually understanding when to let go and move on from things applies to real life so that's just a quick rundown of toy story 2 i think most people have seen it there's just some again great action in there like uh, toys on the runway <laughs> just unbelievable toys driving cars just great stuff so that'd be my number four always been a huge fan of toy stories and i think the second one's a fantastic sequel one of the better sequels in cinema that holds up to the first one. What would be your number four, Matt? My number four, and I like I've seen this movie three. This is probably the movie I've seen the least. Well, this and Frozen, it's Zootopia, which I think is destined to be a new classic because the amount of stuff, like the whole world in that movie in Zootopia, is phenomenal. And there's so many, just quickly, there's so many little like homages to other movies in it, and like Easter eggs that I just like fell in love with in this movie. And it's about like the main character who's a bunny uh, called Judy Hopps. And she's just like first down the job as a police officer. And then she meets up with a uh, Jason Bateman's Fox, uh, Nick, Nick, I believe is his name. And I don't know, I think Toy Story 2 is great. And it's like not my favorite one in the franchise, but I think Zootopia is much smarter movie and has a lot more going happening in the movie that if you rewatch, you notice so many different things like with the mayor's assistant and that might be a spoiler, but no, 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 it's not, I don't know. There's not. a lot. Yeah. There's a lot underneath. Like, there's a lot to peel in Zootopia and like the slot, like when they go to the DMV and it's all like slots, like who does not love that scene? also become a great i see i see story. toy story 2 like i love toy story 2 i just think zootopia is just a, a super smart movie and there's a lot going on for it like animation visual wise and story wise and i think it's a super smart movie especially with the message of like like nick thinks he has to act a certain way because he's a fox but he doesn't have to he can be whoever you're you are your own person you're the only person responsible for your behavior it doesn't have to be predetermined by any like prejudices or conceived notions by society same with judy hopps nobody thinks a bunny could be a good police officer because she's tiny and she's a female and i don't know the movie you break a lot of barriers in the movie like people doing stuff that society told them they're not allowed to do and they're just like breaking norms here so which is relevant to today's society so uh, i don't know you've definitely you've seen zootopia yeah, I've seen it once. I think actually twice. Okay. Like I hear what you're saying, okay. but I think I should get the point. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, you've actually you made some fantastic points, Matt, and you're right. Like the kid in me wants to say Toy Story 2 is better, but I'm a I'm a kind of grown man now, 26 years old. So, <laughs> I would I would agree with you that Zootopia is there's definitely a lot more going on underneath underneath the surface, like a good social critique of um, mm. like societal expectations and norms defying those you've said it all i'm not just going to repeat what you just said so i'll i'll give you the point zootopia okay. takes this one so we're knotted up at three three with three left uh oh the heavy hitters are coming out though now for well, me. It depend uh, we'll see man <laughs> i mean I, the way i constructed my list was basically like my favorite so you might be surprised yeah. what's what's to come for me there okay. but i just want to say that uh, zootopia was actually a fan of the program daniel Rolock's submission so thank you for that toy story 2 there were none so standing on my own here so uh, it'd be you again now matt for your number okay. Three. So these are these are for sure my three favorite Disney movies. They're all from the 90s and I had the VHSs in French. I used to watch these movies in French all the time and then like on English on DVD and now I have the Blu-rays and I 
these are like endless rewatches for me. All and this next movie, the, there's a, a remake that just came out of it, and my number three is Aladdin. Absolutely, absolutely love Aladdin. Um, the songs are like in, always stuck in my head. Like it's classic material right there. The scene where he retrieves the lamp in the cave is like I fr I love it. it. Gives me chills when he goes in there and he escapes on the flying carpet. Jafar, I love Jafar as a, a villain. Love him. And I don't know. I like Jasmine, Aladdin, their camaraderie, and like him, like stealing stuff at the beginning and running away from the authorities. Everything going on in Aladdin, I love. I hold the whole world in Agrabah. I just love it. What's your number three? <laughs> so my number three is A Bug's Life. <laughs> so this is basically the first movie Ooh. I've ever seen in theaters. So it definitely holds a sentimental value to me. Uh, I was a huge Hopper guy growing up, an absolutely terrifying villain. So it's good that I'm going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Jafar here with Hopper, who is fantastic. And it's just like Kevin Spacey mm. plays basically like the dawn of the grasshoppers who bully, or not, who offer protection, I should say, to the ants in exchange for um, a ration of their um, food harvest mm -hmm. every year. And... Yeah, I mean, it's got some, like, Breaking Bad vibes to it, like Don Hilario style, <laughs> that he's the big boss that Flick is trying to take down with Princess Ada as well. And just to shift the grasshopper's perception on how they see the ants as weak, where Hopper realizes that there are strength in numbers in the ants, but they're a lot more than just numbers. They can fend for themselves. They're smarter than the grasshoppers. And it's about standing up to bullies at the end of the day and defying, again, society's expectations of you. Like Grasshoppers could maybe be perceived to be like the elites of society who look down on blue-collar workers, for example. And like they, everyone, anyone is capable of doing a lot more than what some people who may be higher up in society or whatever have a perception of them in their own mind. So Flick, like I said, inspiring character, stands up to bullies. Again, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, a, a Pixar star in her own right. She plays Princess Ada, so she was really good in that too. So that would be my number three. That being also said, like, go yeah. ahead, Matt. Go, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, I love Aladdin. So okay. uh, uh, this is a tough one. I also love the remake of it. So Me too. Uh, I mean, so uh, let me talk about A Bug's Life. Okay. I, as a kid, I loved it too. And the whole comedy aspect of Flick thinking that the circus performers are warriors, like real warriors, yeah. gold, like comic <laughs> gold. And then when they dip out and they're like, yeah, we better leave now because the action's starting. I love that. And the whole scene with the bird at the end. That If I was arguing for a bug, like I might be clouded with nostalgia for A Bug's Life. Like I love it, but it's like one of my childhood favorites. And I, I don't know, like Aladdin might be the better well-rounded movie. But like I'm with, I'm kind of like with you. I love A Bug's Life too because of when I was a kid. Do I watch A Bug's Life now still? No. Do I watch Aladdin still? Yes. I don't know. I think that's the difference. Like I'm, I'm yeah. willing to say that Aladdin is the better movie. Okay. So. Okay. But I, if you would have said Bugs Life, I mean, I just would have went with it. But uh, no, I think Aladdin, like especially with the remake, and um, like you said, like I haven't seen Bugs Life in years, and I mm -hmm. maybe should have rewatched it before this, but gotta stay true to myself and put a number three. But I'll say that like I love Aladdin as well, and it was um, a few people submitted that as well. So. Zach said Aladdin, Zane, who's Bassam's cousin, so thank you, and our nice. aunt, Tanikal, as well. So definitely some Aladdin love. And a few other people actually submitted Aladdin as like their number two or three, but I just took their number ones in there. So definitely Aladdin is one of the, the biggest Disney movies. Mm -hmm. I love it. A huge Jafar guy as well. If you know yeah. me, I'm a big villain guy. And um, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely I'll give you the Aladdin point, putting you back in the lead for three. <laughs> what do you got for now? I'm very curious. I mean, I think I know what it is, but. So my number two would be The Incredibles. Okay. So I just think it's a sweet concept on superheroes and how like public opinion shifts on them. The government puts them into a witness protection program, essentially, to rehabilitate them into um, regular society. And just how, 
now it'll come back to what I said earlier about like Bob Parr in that mundane day-to-day nine-to-five life absolutely hates it is reluctantly tied to a desk selling insurance where he used to be one of the greatest superheroes of all time free he was himself with his wife Elastigirl they're a, a dynamic duo and they still did maintain that chemistry but just in a much more regular um, and normal life like they went on to raise children and had to suppress their powers to stay in um, society basically and just be normal people and not be true to themselves and then when the opportunity arises for Bob to be Mr. Incredible again when he meets Mirage who invites him to go to uh, her boss's island to take out a um, basically a robot the Omnidroid He's ecstatic to relive the glory days, which he already does with Frozone every Wednesday night, which is bowling night, and uh, they go out as vigilantes. I just think there's so much to unpack there, and it's just a fun movie to watch. Some good humor in there. Awesome action. Syndrome. Unreal villain. So many good quotes. I wrote a couple of them, and one of my interactions I find really funny is when... He, when Mr. Incredible is held captive by Syndrome and like the two laser, he's basically held in suspension midair like with the laser beams and then he goes to crush Syndrome and Mirage pushes him aside and he's holding Mirage and then Mr. Incredible yells, release me now, Syndrome, or what? Mr. Incredible, I'll crush her, Syndrome. Oh, that's a little dark for you. Ah, go ahead. <laughs> I love that interaction. He also has another one. I know I'm just it. gonna go back to back with quotes. When Syndrome is just talking to uh, Mr. Incredible, when he reintroduces himself for the first time, and then Mr. Incredible throws a log at him and then tries to charge him, and then Syndrome catches him with his laser beam and holds him in midair. Syndrome goes, you sly dog, you caught me monologuing, I can't believe this, just so many good lines, I mean, I'm, I'm done, those are my two quotes, I know I've rambled on enough about The Incredibles, but yeah, absolutely love this movie, fun fact, I saw this movie in theaters with your parents, Matt, I honestly oh, forget really? if you were there, and if Isabella were there, but I remember being there, Zach and I, and your parents, so yeah, cool. Little little tidbit there, but yeah, Incredibles number two. Let's go. Incredibles is that your number two? Not Incredibles. Two, oh right? yeah, exactly. exactly. I did <laughs> no, enjoy no. Incredibles two, but not as good as number one. Yeah, yeah. Jason Lee's voicing uh, syndrome is awesome. Like the way he says things is kills me. This will be an interesting debate here because I love the Incredibles and I watched it endlessly. Like we watched, it was a movie we watched in high school all the time when. Substitute teachers here. Okay, we're popping on a movie, The Incredibles. Anyways, okay, my number two, my second favorite Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast. Now, I mean, I'm not even going to go into the story because everyone's seen it or seen the live action remake, which was great. But every song is memorable. Um, I, I'm a big fan of like the Beast character, the prince who becomes the Beast and like his journey and what he becomes. But I'm a, like his realization on how to act. But I'm an even bigger fan of the bad guy, Gaston. Gaston yeah. Like I just love him. Like like Luke Evans in the live action like did a good job. But like the cartoon one is just he's large. He's literally larger than any other man. He's just a badass. And I love that song that LeFou sings about him. Um, and I say it's gonna be an interesting debate because if you ask me like. Matt, do you want to watch The Incredibles, sit down and watch The Incredibles, or sit down and watch Beauty and the Beast? I don't know what I'm going to say because I find that Beauty and the Beast is more powerful and heavy than The Incredibles, but The Incredibles is extremely entertaining and like action-wise. So like, I don't know if I hold more value to how powerful a movie is or how entertaining it is. Like Beauty and the Beast to me is like it's probably it's a near perfect animated movie. Like there's nothing wrong with Beauty and the Beast. It's just like the themes and the visuals, the songs. But that being said, The Incredibles has some of the best Pixar or best animated action scenes out there. And it was made in like 2004, I believe. Yeah. And it's really funny too. I'm not laughing as much watching Beauty and the Beast. So I'd have to weigh entertainment versus like how well like how just like powerful a movie is 
because I don't have the same emotional impact watching The Incredibles as I do Beauty and the Beast. I mean, I wouldn't, if I concede we're tied and we're going to the last movie. <laughs> exactly. It's a really tough call. Like, just quickly, like, your thoughts on Beauty and the Beast. Like, I know you've probably seen the cartoon one or, yeah, yeah, or was I've it not since you were a kid? Yeah, I've seen the cartoon one a few times, but for me... It's not mm-hmm. one of my favorite Disney movies. Okay. Like it's it's my mom's favorite Disney movie, so it's really mm-hmm. emotional for her, I think. But for me, like mm-hmm. I don't hold it in that high esteem. And I agree okay. with everything you're saying. And I, I like the live action remake as well. And mm-hmm. Gaston is a good villain. I like all the themes in there about um, inner beauty com- yeah. versus outer beauty, and like how Belle still loves the Beast even when he is the Beast. So like there is a beautiful love story there mm-hmm. as well which you don't really have in the incredibles like there is still a love story but it's just like two parents basically i'm going like i think incredibles gets the point like that's obviously my vote because mm-hmm. i am um, yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's my movie i'm team pixar here but yeah. to me like beauty and the beast is not that high for me on disney and it could be an interesting going down to the last movie here i mean uh, okay i don't know it's on you if you uh, i'll i'll, I'll- you know, I'll give you the point and not, not to make it tied, but because of how, like how many times I've seen the Incredibles, like I've seen the Incredibles probably more than other than Toy Story, more than any other Pixar movie. Cause it used to be on repeat all the time when I was a kid, all the time, even in school. And, but just like that gut punch of the ending of Beauty and the Beast always gets me. Like when she thinks he's dead and the flower, the thing with the flower, but I mean, I'll give you the point, Eric, cause I've watched the incredible so many times like i know that movie by heart it's just like anything edna mode says classic yes didn't even mention her great character yeah we used to quote her in school all the time like that came out right perfect age for me i think i was 13 Mm -hmm. it was like not too old but not too young yeah um okay i I, i'll get and i'm very confident in my last pick so like very very confident so i don't know I think I know what your movie is, but I'm okay. Well, you just say it. It's obvious what it is. I don't know. What do you think it is? I just have this idea of it being Hercules. Oh no, (laughs) that's a that's a hot take. Oh my god, I love Hercules, but it wasn't cracking my list. (laughs) It did not age well. (laughs) Okay, I'll just say my number one is of course the Lion King. Oh my god. Like I, it's my favorite movie, not just animated movies. It's one of my favorite movies ever. So I'll just talk about it. Everyone knows the story, Simba. Um, it's got literally in any movie, live action or animated, that one of the saddest things ever on the screen, ever put to screen. The most memorable songs probably in any Disney movie. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's so ingrained in our culture. Everybody knows the Lion King, the message, like, the whole message that like Timon and Pumbaa are like saying like Hakuna Matata, which is like, oh, what is it like? Life's just uh, basically take it easy, you know, like don't stress so much. Mm-hmm. Everyone should learn from that. It's just so essential. And like Simba's come back to fight Scar and I don't know the whole, the whole thing, like the laws of the jungle and, and who can forget the opening, like Hans Zimmer did the score for the movie, that opening score is so loud and powerful and everybody like it's it's classic material and it's going up against you yeah do you want to guess what mine is well if i was making the list it'd be toy story 3 i don't know how much you like that movie okay um what's left toy story toy story 3 um i don't know i know you're not picking like brave or something like that Am I forgetting an easy one here? No, no, you said it. My my number one is Toy Story. I've only seen Toy Story Story 3 once. I really enjoyed it, and it definitely packs a punch at the end. I forget if I I actually cried or not at it there, but Toy Story 1 is my movie. Just a movie I grew up with. The nostalgia is real on this one. I really want to do a marathon of all the Toy Story movies ASAP because I know there's a lot of good values in there. How Woody doesn't want to become one of like he's going from being Andy's favorite toy 
to being second fiddle to Buzz, who comes in as this <laughs> superstar um, new age toy that can do so many things, that can fly and has a blaster and all that. And I just feel like there's a lot of humor in that movie as well, like Tom Hanks, Tim Allen. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great movie. And like a scene that I rewatched recently was when Andy is being called by his mom to go to plant Pizza Planet and can only bring one toy. So then Woody hides uh, Buzz and accidentally gets him knocked off the window and he falls out out of the house basically. And then Andy's just looking for Buzz. And then his mom calls him like, "Hey, we gotta go." And he's like, "Uh, oh, fine, I'm coming." And just takes. Woody reluctantly it's just like a funny scene and again terrifying villain in Sid just an absolute scumbag with like just how he brutally um, like breaks up his toys and makes hybrid toys out of them very scary I was always scared of him as a kid and his dog as well then yeah just like when Buzz realizes that he's actually not a um, spaceman that he's just a toy it goes under like an identity crisis, depression, but it's all handled in very um, like fun, I want to say, way. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff in there for adults as well. Like when um, Woody and Buzz are both at Sid's house and then Buzz's arm has fallen out and Woody just like gestures with uh, Buzz's arm out of the window just so the other toys can see that he is with Buzz. And then yeah. when they see that he's just holding the arm, they're like, murderer! Just like there's some, yeah. I don't know, some good stuff in there for older audience so toy story is my number one that's a a tough order against lion king what are your thoughts on toy story so i like toy story was the one i watched all the time on vhs in french l'histoire de jouets and i love it but when when toy story 3 came out that became my favorite toy story so i mean the only the only slim the only thing that was going to beat lion king for me may have been toy story 3 because I think it's vastly superior. But that being said, I love the fin- Toy Story 1 has a great finale with like just Buzz lying on the pavement and Woody trying to cheer him up. Like, come on, let's go. We got to go after them. And like him lighting the rocket and the whole chase on the, on the car with the car and chasing the truck. Like I, that was epic to me as a kid. Yep. I just, I just think Toy Story 3 has a way more emotional impact and is more adult and I know Toy Story 3 is not your movie, but like <laughs> Toy Story 3 is, You're giving a great that's my favorite Pixar. And I, I, I think Lion King's better than Toy Story 1, uh, like 100%. It's a agree to disagree situation. We'll let the listeners you decide. You think so? I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen the new well, Lion King, to be honest, and I haven't watched Lion King in so long. But Oh, okay. But how about this? If... When your parents bought a dog, did they name him Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, plan. I'm trying to get to you. <laughs> I know. And it's working. We I don't mind letting the listeners That's because true. that way it's more it's more objective than just me and you, right? Because that's we're true. just two schmoes here, right? We can, that's very true. And <laughs> yeah, we can do a little poll there. We can end as a draw here and see which one is the better one, Toy Story or Lion King. That's a great idea. <laughs> but hey, they're two great... They, they, they almost came out the same year, first of all. Toy Story, first ever movie on the... Com- uh, yeah, first ever movie on the computer, I believe, ever done. Like it, Toy Story was super groundbreaking, so it has very it has really high like historical importance for filmmaking. Um, I just think Lion King like aged better and is more like a well-rounded, maybe not as original as like toys coming back to life. But Lion King is basically a Shakespearean play told in the animal kingdom and using Africa as a setting, right? So it's just it's a it's a tale that's been told before through like different in like plays and stuff, but it's just an immortal story about, you know, going from like the bottom to the top and finding like finding out the ploy. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's to me, Lion King's better, but I mean, if you haven't seen it in a while, it might, you might not think of it as a classic like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, I definitely do. It's like one of my favorite yeah. Disney movies for sure. Yeah. 
it's going to be determined be by the listeners. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a draw right now. And yeah. plus, I did give you that historical and cultural impact on Frozen as well. So That was a draw, though. Exa- yeah, exactly. And I think Up could have taken that one. So it's a similar situation here where the okay, historical impact of Toy Story just cannot be denied. And okay. I think it just needs to be a draw here. Okay. If if we both had done gave we would have been tied either way right exactly. if I had given you up and so either way the listeners can just dis- I don't mind the listeners breaking yeah. the tie that's a great idea actually because yeah. we can argue for another hour and then we'll just end up being like okay we're not sure exactly so no great list Matt that thanks was you too Eric yeah, yeah thanks and I'll just ring off again the listener submission a lot of movies that we didn't mention so I'll bring those up and we can give quick thoughts on those so. Toy Story on my side was Andy's favorite movie as well. So that in combo platter with Up. And it was Justin Mocktinger said Toy Story as mm-hmm. well. Really? And for Lion King, we got my cousin Farid Krisin, Ud, and Justin Mocktinger again. So we had both our number ones. Wow. Yeah. That's good job, Justin. Yeah. And Beauty and the Beast, so your number two was from co-worker of mine Kathy so she said Beauty and the Beast she also gave a couple more Disney movies one of which stood out to me Adventures in Babysitting have you seen that movie I know it's not animated there but that's a hidden gem Disney movie very good no I, I really like that movie What's I did not true? watch it when I was young so no nostalgia for me but it's a fun adventure movie so Incredibles was Zach my brother and M. Gagnon also former guest so big Incredibles fans I think that's it for the ones we listed off. So other movies. So on the Disney side, we can go Pocahontas from our cousin Sarah. That was her movie. Ooh. Your thoughts on I like Pocahontas. that pick. Yeah. Solid. Non-traditional pick. I like it. She also said um, Pirates of the Caribbean as well, but that's yeah, live action. Definitely Curse of the Black Pearl. I think after that, it's a little downhill, especially at World's End, but... I haven't even Huge seen downhill. the fifth one. I remember watching the fourth one in two sittings and not even finishing it. So that's all you need to know. Fifth one's bad too. The fifth one's really bad too. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Even with Javier Bardem. Yeah. yeah. So then we got what the movie I thought was your number one for some reason, Hercules from friend of the program, Rima. So what are your thoughts on Hercules? I loved it as a kid, but I rewatching it now, I re I bought the Blu-ray like maybe five years ago and it was not the same. I, it was all nostalgia for me. Great action though, but it's just not the same pace as any of the movies on my list. Wasn't The Rock so. like cast as Hercules in one of their live action remakes? The twenty thirteen movie, I think, or Yeah. Back when he was still coming off the success of Scorpion King. Okay. No, like, way after that, yeah. Hey, that that was big that movie. Uh, Hidden that gem, introduced perhaps. them to us. Yeah. Um, the next one was Tarzan from Basam. Said he obscure pick. Nearly broke the cassette watching that movie so many times. So big, big Jane guy. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Tarzan was solid. I mean, I I didn't love the live action that much considering the cast they had, like Margot mm-hmm. Robbie, Christoph Waltz, um, one of the Scars guards, right? Alexander. Alexander, yeah. I mean, it was all right. But no, the animated one was good. Clayton, absolute scumbag of a villain. And then one of the more sleeper Disney movies. So two of them here. There's the Aristocats and the Fox and the Hound from M. Gagnon. Great picks. Fox and the Hound is heartbreaking. Aristocats, I don't really remember that movie. I can't talk about it. Yeah, I can't speak on neither of them, but we'll take your word for it. So then on the Pixar side, we've already went through these, these. I, have, I don't think I mentioned Finding Nemo is Kristen's favorite and Sarah, our cousin as well. She okay. listed Finding Nemo as well. And then there was Ratatouille from our cousin Maryse, oh. which is, I think, a solid movie. only seen it once back in the day, like when it was brand new, and I thought it was good, but I never had the urge to rewatch it. What were your thoughts on Ratatouille, Matt? That's a little obscure, actually. It's really good, but it, it kind of got forgotten. So I actually forgot the movie existed till you said its name, actually. That's like, it's a movie I forget about, but then when I remember, I remember how much I liked it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that pick a lot, actually. Then there was The Good Dinosaur from Dill, our cousin. That was his pick. 
<laughs> Dylan Smith. Smith. Yeah. And did did you did he say what his favorite Disney one was? No, he's just a big good dinosaur oh, okay. guy. Okay. And then Cars from Zane, which I don't know. I never. I think I saw the first one, but I was never hooked in that franchise. What were your thoughts on Cars? I've only seen the first one. I liked it, but I didn't like. I wasn't blown away by it or anything. So, same. I think I was in high school when it came out, so I I I think I just brushed it off and. So a movie I'm surprised um, no one mentioned on the Pixar side of things, which I almost included on mine, was Inside Out. Actually, I thought that was a great movie. Super yeah. sad. I mean, we I think we we talked about it on one of the pods. Yeah. Uh, Bing Bong, tough stuff. But I love the oh the premise of it. Just like the memories and how differently you can perceive them and how um. Yeah, I mean, just how they go about um, restoring the happy memories to discover who you are really yeah. at your core. How maybe some sad memories or how happy memories can be perceived as sad memories and the other way around exactly. as well. Exactly. So exactly, you just nailed it, Eric. That's exactly what the ending is. Yeah. It's really good. Thanks stuff. for bringing up Bing Bong too. By the way, I'm like I'm, <laughs> I just got all sad all of a sudden. Inside, I would have been in my top ten because I've seen it so many times, and I don't ever think I want to rewatch it anytime soon because it just it a bit it kind of depresses me a little bit actually. Yeah. I agree. How like like the. Because every if you can look at it as a funny movie with these five characters in her head, but really it's all that's how her brain as like a twelve year old or whatever works, and it's very like it's super deep. You can peel back that movie and actually look like if that's how someone thinks, that's pretty scary. What if she hadn't had that help, like hadn't figured that out? It's just it can get very dark if I think too hard about Inside Out. For sure. So I don't know. Um, I just, I love the fact, Eric, that we both pick, like, like, you pick Toy Story and I pick Lion King. Those are, like, probably the staples. Like, if I were going to, was going to pick, like, a movie to represent what the studio is, yeah. it would be those two. Because Toy Story encapsulating, like, the whole franchise and Lion King is, to me, like, the best made Disney movie. So, I love that that's going to be, like, the the poll. Like, it's going to be pick one of those. What's your favorite? It's any, whichever movie wins, I'll be happy because I love both. And I think we did a great job. Like, I really liked your list. And, you know, I was happy with, I'm, basically what I'm saying is I'm really happy with the result of how this ended up. So Yeah, me too. Didn't want to see a landslide 8-2 for me there. No. Like, no, no one wanted and to see that. I knew we wouldn't have a landslide. Like, I love, Pixar has, I find Dis Disney has a huge catalog. Let's be honest. If this was like a top, like if we had to go like in terms of quality, Pixar Pixar per movie has way better quality than Disney per movie. Disney has made so many bad ones and bad sequels. Pixar is way more hidden, uh, way more hits than misses. Disney has a ton of misses, but it also has a ton of hits because it has over hundreds of movies. Pixar is like almost no, just a couple near, just a couple small misses, and that's it. Mm -hmm. So overall, Pixar is like the percentage of good stuff is way higher than Disney. So I was a little scared, but I don't know. Once I saw the heavy hitters that Disney had, I was like, okay, this will be a good battle, and I think it was. It definitely was. And the poll yeah. that I put up yesterday for Gotta Keep One animated movies only, so I put up the option between Disney and Pixar, and the result was 57% Pixar to 43% wow. Disney. So that's very close. Close, and it was, yeah. It was actually starting off as a landslide for Disney, but then the Pixar votes just came streaming in there and then pixar just went up 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 and well now we're at a i like where we ended off as well um matt and it was super fun to do and like i said i had a blast watching these movies the last week i'm gonna keep going on them i want to watch the toy stories again now i'm gonna go on go back and watch the disney movies as well it's just like a really good time i think it's the perfect time to watch these movies today in society with everything going on like we're all alone for the most part we can't see as many people, so might as well go down memory lane and watch some uplifting movies and just like maybe cry a little bit, but at the end of the day, you'll be smiling, happy tears at the end. So mm -hmm. go down memory lane, and hopefully we have guided you down the right direction. Mm -hmm. So I think, Matt, that'd be a good place to, to wrap it up for today. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, they're the ultimate comfort food, these movies. It's... You know, nothing, you're not seeing anything horrific. It's just, even if it's dark, it's still, 
it's the ultimate feel-good like experience whenever one of these movies ends you just you're so happy or i mean that's how i feel about them so for sure yeah so and i just want to say like i know you're gonna say it but like thank you for so many submissions i love when you guys write your answers when eric puts up the instagram uh polls or questions so just keep doing that it just makes me happy to hear feedback Oh, same here. Absolutely love it. Thanks a lot to everyone who submitted questions and just submissions. I mean, a lot of answers, so that's always fun stuff. And yeah, stay tuned. The next one, Big Five O, and that, as you know, will be a giveaway episode. So I can just give a little sneak peek on what we're planning here. So we'll be doing two giveaways, fully customizable items. So whether you want a polo, a long sleeve, a hoodie, a t-shirt, a tank top, a mug, etc. Once you hear your name in the episode, of course message Matt or myself and then we'll walk you through the process of determining what you want what color you want etc and we will deliver it to you in person so yeah I mean we'll uh, the topic will be revealed in an Instagram story so stay tuned for that extremely excited for that episode but again thanks a lot everyone for listening stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays continue to stay safe everyone watch some good Disney and Pixar movies love you all peace Good stuff.